And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. Welcome to today's show. Uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, just before we get going, I wanted to mention that on Gizmondi on Wine, tomorrow or tonight at midnight, actually, Valentine's Day will be celebrated with a top 10. You won't want to miss those wines, many of them widely available across the province. And uh, if you're a big fan of the show, we are going on the road as early as the end of the mar- end of March. We'll be in the Cowichan Valley uh, for our first stop at Blue Grouse Wines on March 30th, and then we'll be heading back to the Okanagan. Oliver Soyuz is our usual first stop, and the Similkameen will be up there in late April, hosted by Burrowing Owl at Black Sage Bench and Corselet Estate Winery in the Similkameen. And now on today's show, Steve Moriarty, the wine director for BC Wine Save-On Foods, will give us a catch-up on the buying trends at Save-On over the pandemic. A lot of interesting things going on there. Jeffrey Moss, he's going to give us a close-up look at some Valentine's Day wines and talk a little bit about uh, buying trends over the pandemic as well. We'll also be joined in the uh, conversation later in the show by Ned Bell, executive chef and partner in Naramata Inn. We're going to talk about the Ocean Wise Seafood Festival and the opening reopening of the Naramata Inn in March. Uh, but up next, Ingo Grady of Hermit Wines and Oliver with an update on winter weather damage in the Okanagan and how it might affect wine prices in the coming years. All that and more next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Irongate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Winter blues? Change them to red, white, and more at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher in West Kelowna. Stop in for free tastings in the wine shop, enjoy happy hour at the Modest Butcher, and dig into the new Modest Brunch every Sunday. Plus, watch for the launch of the Modest Tribute Dinner Series, one night to experience delicious flavors from around the world. For more details, visit modestbutcher.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city and relax in the beautiful South Okanagan. Get outside and enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region. You'll find over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From the Naramata Bench to Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitsouthokanagan.com. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. 
Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Invermere to Revelstoke and all 18 other cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our first guest today is uh, no stranger to the show. Ingo Grady is the uh, proprietor at Hermit Wine Company. And our uh, spy in the South Okanagan, sort of spy, uh, gives us feeds us info when we need it. Ingo, how are you? I'm great, Tony. Um, 18 cities, but uh, you're flying solo. What's going on? I'm flying solo. <laughs> Miss Wilson has uh, decided she's had enough of radio and wants to do other things. And uh, so she's not here today. Nope, and, uh, nope. Well, and, we'll miss her, won't of course. be back, I guess. Yeah, we'll miss her for sure. Yeah. Well, you've had some yeah, good times always... with her. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to date uh, either myself or Casey, but <laughs> she's always been <laughs> she's always been my go-to person um, to get the lowdown on. I mean, she's got a she's really the local food authority, but I don't mean that local in terms of uh, constraint to Vancouver. She she's always almost like like you, Tony, with wine. She has a global perspective. She knows yeah. all the hotspots, whether it's San Francisco or Venice and places like that. Um, so more than a broadcaster and an author, she's she's become a good friend, and and uh, she's stayed with Patty and I uh, uh, on a few occasions. So yeah, we consider her close friends, and I'm sure we'll be in touch with her. Well, now that you mention it, maybe that's where she is in Venice or or somewhere exotic, <laughs> so. instead of sitting with a microphone talking to folks in town here. Uh, well, great to catch up with you, Ingo. Nice today. I know there's been a lot of talk. I wanted to start with uh, the winter. Uh, many people don't mm. think much about wine during the winter, about wine growing, but there's a lot of things that can happen, and one of them is weather, and one of them is really cold weather, and we had about this this year. So let's start with temperatures and what what can vines take and what do they need help uh, or what can damage them? Yes, well, uh, just briefly, we've we've never seen a protracted winter temperatures like sub-zero temperatures in the Oliver Osoyoos corridor uh, as long as I've lived down here. Um, in terms of winter hardiness, the uh, the agricultural research station in Summerland um, generally uh, cites negative 22 Celsius as yeah. as being hardy, but then there's so many other factors. Um, uh, I have it from my very good source, uh, Suki Dalival from of Kismet Winery, who is the biggest and best grower in the South. Um, the lowest we recorded was negative 18, um, mm. which is tolerable, especially when you have either wind machines protecting dormant vines. But um, as is usually the case in the South Okanagan, we had prevailing breezes. So even vineyards in the low-lying areas, as long as the air is moving, it's not as harmful as stagnant air. If the air yeah. is still, it really fries. So, so all we have to report from the South Okanagan is is checking the buds. You know, about five percent on the Syrah. The whites are fine. The Merlot is fine. So there shouldn't be any major supply issues. But 
um, severe cold temperatures will affect overall crop levels. And let's keep in mind we had uh, 21 was the third short vintage for the Okanagan. And this winter freeze will result in the next two vintages being impacted. Now, heading north to Kelowna, we've got recorded temperatures of negative 27, which is devastating, not just potentially, it's devastating, especially on younger vineyards, so planted in the last three years. Mm. Um, Now, one vineyard, uh, I spoke to the grower, he checked the buds, and he has four buds per vine on average alive under the cover of snow. Now, what that means is zero harvest in 22, and those four buds, he will train them to get him some fruit in 23. Yeah. So, um, so, so that means uh, shortages. A, shortages mean rising absolutely. prices to meat. Is that, can we expect that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think your uh, listeners uh, who are so beholden to local wines, um, it's beyond the old supply and demand formula uh, because we're also fond of homegrown. Um, in addition to the weather issues, uh, the dreaded supply chain challenges. You know, significant higher costs for pretty much everything, glass, corks, um, cartons, labels transportation um so my remedy for that is and this is sort of coming from the trenches is if you're really uh uh, needing your okanagan uh, wines uh, plan a trip you know it's a good reason to visit your okanagan your favorite okanagan wineries a few new ones um the hospitality is generally outstanding and it's a lot more fun than ordering online you know and let's not forget that vintners like all other business people have been struggling um, and that means if you buy at cellar door, um, it's the optimal return on their investment, optimal profits. Yeah. Um, and then I hear some great ideas about special events, concerts. Um, somebody is even putting on a Yellowstone theme party. Wow. <laughs> One of our <laughs> ah, that's fantastic. Barchier. Yeah, hey, uh, pa- Patty's talked uh, Michael Barchier into, <laughs> into that. <laughs> That's such a great thing. Oh, yeah, of course Barche could do that. Hey, our guest is Ingo Grady from the Hermit Wine Company. Uh, Ingo, let's uh, talk. You were in a new restaurant that interests me because I think I know how good the food will be, although I haven't dined there. What have you, What can you tell us about this new restaurant up in Penticton? Yeah, as you know, we live in, in, in Osorius, rural Osorius, so driving to Penticton is, is a 40-minute undertaking. But definitely watch out, Penticton. There's a new dining experience worth checking out. So the meal uh, Patty and I had at Sonetto, which is the restaurant at Play Winery above the Penticton Airport. Yeah. Um, Stephanie makes makes lovely wines, but uh, we felt so welcomed when the new proprietor uh, Julia Michelli, uh, you may know him of La Terrazza yeah, fame, La Terrazza, he's still a exactly. partner in La Terrazza. Yeah, so high yeah. standards. His son is equally uh, personable and charming. And then um, we learned that uh, my old friend, Chef Bruno Terroso, a Portuguese uh, yeah. chef who used to look after the, um, the stoves at the Vanilla Pod over at, uh, on the Naramada bench at Poplar Grove, yeah. um, he's the chef. So, oh, wow. you know, you can only talk about things you actually had. So we had uh, a Carpaccio, a Humboldt Carpaccio steak. Uh, no, we had Carpaccio with Calamaro. Um, I'm just trying to recall, you know, dietary recall, uh, yeah. a carbonara pasta that was exquisite, and I had the sable fish. So wow. then um, the, 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 the room um, reminded me of, of um, higher-end Italian restaurants like Giardino and Teatro in Calgary. So we felt like we can't go to Italy. This is the next best thing. You yeah, know, the atmosphere, well, the ambiance. 
Yeah. Highly recommended. Uh, we're going to run out of time. Let's talk about a couple of your wines. I know that uh, you've got the 20. Uh, let's talk about the Hermit and RMX, uh, the vintages people can find now in the market. And the, just briefly tell us the difference between the two wines. Yes. Well, the Hermit is, is designed. You know, I'm never going to call myself a winemaker. I'm more of a wine stylist. So I work with the winemakers at Kismet, uh, Mark Vandenberg. And the Hermit is supposed to be a drink-me-now quaffer. Um, very little oak. So we got the, the we coaxed the most amount of fruit and mid palate out of the Cabernet Malbec, Petit Verdot, and Syrah blend. Um, yeah. And it's a wine that you'll find me still drinking after the food's gone. And there's not many uh, you know red wines you can do that with. They do change when the protein is has been digested. Um, RMX is is my take on on a GSM blend. Uh, we added uh, Malbec and the Syrah. We've co-fermented with Viognier, so there's five elements in the Armex. It's it's equally smooth. It's really a textural wine. Um, again, I'm not fond of um, tannins of any description. You know, you can call them silky or integrated. No, no. Tannins are tannins, and they leave my mouth dry. So my yeah. wine's all about being fruit-forward without being sweet or apothic-like. You know, I mean, they're serious red wines, but yeah. uh, they kind of just glide over the palate. Okay, and they're both available at uh, hermitwine.com. People can look for them there and order them, or, of course, they're in some uh, select private wine shops around the province. Uh, and you know, I was talking a few restaurants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, which are coming back on stream quickly now, which is great. Mm. I talked to an old yes. friend of yours this morning, Axel Heinz, mm. uh, ah. and you, you will just <laughs> love... Onalaya. Yeah, Ornalaya. You'll love his, uh, what he said to me today was that no wine should be uh, so exuberant that you can't enjoy it for more than 15 minutes. So uh, he was, uh, you know, he was on about balance and elegance and length and persistence. And, uh, you know, he said if they're too noisy and you walk away from them after 15 minutes, they're just not worth drinking. So uh, I think think it's exactly the path you're on. Um, well, I hope so, and and you know that's a huge compliment <laughs> from from you. I'm not in that league, but uh, I'm a big fan of the wines that he's made. He makes he makes some amazing white wines that people know very little about. Yeah. Um, but that puts me right back, gives me goosebumps being back yeah. in the you know on the Bulgari coast uh, of Tuscany. Um, and uh, love love those guys over there. And and of course my old friends, the Frescobaldi family, now owns Onelaya and Maceto. Yeah. So they were um, there too. So I'm really. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Ingo, it's great people. to catch up with you. And actually, I, I want to—I probably come back to you later in a month or two because we also had a very interesting conversation about savoriness and how that can compensate in warmer areas for lower acidity. And I thought it was quite interesting, uh, uh, you know, to to explore that a bit. But so much thanks to you, Ingo, for coming on today and uh, giving us an update on the winter weather and uh, coming prices. And we'll, I, I'm sure we're going to catch up with you soon. We're going to be in the valley pretty quick in the next month or so. So we'll see you then. Come and visit. Always great to be on the air with you, Tony, and chatting with you. Take care. Super. Ingo Grady, Hermit Wine Company. Uh, still to come, Valentine's uh, Wine Picks from Penticton with Master of Wine, Jeffrey Moss. Our show's available weekly on 20 radio stations across British Columbia. We're on demand on all the major podcast platforms. Let's see, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, you name it, we're on it. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 
This winter, the Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing stay on the Naramata bench. Sip award-winning Therapy Vineyard wines on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the wine shop. Book your room online today or order Therapy Wines delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com because everyone needs a little therapy. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liver Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our next guest is Master of Wine, Jeffrey Moss. He's the CEO of Lithico Wine Marketing, based out of Penticton, uh, one of British Columbia's newly minted masters of wine, I might add. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, always great to talk to you. I love to talk to you about uh, the business of wine. Uh, but today we're going to do something different. We're going to combine, uh, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day wine. I know that you've been looking at some uh, ideas for our listeners, and then maybe we can we can tie them to what's going on uh, with uh, buyers and trends in the pandemic. So wh- wh- what should we start off with? How about some sparkling wine? I think for Valentine's Day, you have to start with sparkling wine. And I think, save the Prosecco or the Cremant for a casual night. You know, in my mind, Valentine's Day calls for champagne. And of course, there's the usual suspects. We know the larger houses, but you can really get um, top shelf growers champagne at pretty reasonable prices. And one example that comes to mind would be a grower champagne like Pierre Payard. 
you know, sixty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the village of Boozy, a Pinot Noir oriented village, and and the wine shows a lot of really interesting red berry fruits, lemon, toasty brioche, but it's all about kind of tension and minerality in a great way to start a Valentine's Day evening. Yeah, fantastic way. And if you had, if you didn't quite have the budget for that and you wanted to go local, what, what could we do here? Well, I think closer to home, BC is producing a number of world-class sparkling wines. And one that always comes to mind is Blue Mountain. And I'm thinking they're Blanc de Blanc uh, specifically. 100% yeah. Chardonnay. It's aged on its leaves for six and a half years. There's no shortcuts when it comes to making world-class sparkling wine. And in my mind, Blue Mountain proves it every year. It's got lots of kind of crunchy green apple, lemon, really laser sharp, and just a perfect pairing for oysters, if that's how you're going to start your evening. Yeah, yeah. Or or end it, or just carry on the whole evening with uh, oysters and champagne to keep it really simple. Uh, that, that, yeah, I love it. Uh, and well, and, and in the pandemic, what have you noticed with sparkling wines? Have, are they up, down, middle? Of, you know, the Champenois said we're going to run out. Now they say we have more. What, what, what's your take on it? Well, I think certainly at the onset, there was a, a drop in sales for Champagne. I don't think that's altogether surprising. I mean, for a lot of people, when they reach for a bottle of sparkling wine, but especially Champagne, it's for a special occasion. And, well, unfortunately, at the onset of the pandemic, we maybe didn't have a lot of special occasions to go around, uh, but it's starting to, to rebound, I think. And I think people are looking for reasons to celebrate now. You know, we have uh, a few years of, of pent-up, um, I guess, savings, and, and now enthusiasm yeah. to get out there uh, and drink some great wine and eat some great food. Yeah. Our guest is Jeffrey Moss. He's the CEO of Lithica Wine Marketing. Um, we're talking about Valentine's Day wines today. Jeff, are we going to do white or red next, or what, what have you got for us? Well, I was thinking of splitting the difference and going rosé. I mean, uh-huh. rosé, if it's the, the color of Valentine's Day, and I think, sure, you could go for something like a, a Provence rosé, pale-hued and delicate. But I think Valentine's Day should be about passion. And so for that reason, I'd reach for a rosé with a little bit more intensity. So darker colored rosés, sure, may not be super fashionable at the moment, uh, but I think they're an underrated category, and I'd maybe reach for something like Tavel, an appellation in the Southern Rhone dedicated to rosé production from yep. grapes like Grenache and Senso. The wines are, are deeply colored, pink, doesn't make them very trendy, but they're rich, full-bodied, lots of intensity of fruits, and they don't break the, the bank either necessarily. So I think it's a no. great choice for Valentine's Day. Not and just their food, the they're, Yeah, they're food-friendly too. I mean, they're richer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the problem with some of those more delicate rosés, they're great, easy-sipping wines, but not incredibly versatile at the dinner table in a way that Tavel is, as a comparison. We've seen a trend towards paler-colored rosés, but I think one that stands out and comes to mind would be, say, Blasted Church has their Blaufrankish rosé, which was a standout at the National Wine Awards. Yeah. Not super deeply colored, a little bit kind of medium, vibrant pink, but uh, a delicious wine. It's a bit of a discovery. Blau Frankish, you don't see that every day from BC, so it could be another one worth picking up. Yeah, don't let those long words scare you off, folks. <laughs> they, should, <laughs> they should intrigue you. Uh, Jeff, we've got to keep moving here, but those are two great choices. Let's carry on now with uh, what have we got? for? Do we gonna, can we do a couple of whites or are we going to the reds? 
Well, I think if we're going to go white, I would go Chablis. I guess I'm looking for wines that have kind of that tension, minerality, but have that energy. And when we say energy, I think that's kind of a little bit um, esoteric and difficult to capture. But you kind of taste a wine that has that real vibrancy. And hopefully we're looking for a wine that matches that energy of the evening. And so Chablis would be one of those whites that I think I would reach for. Um, Yeah. Chardonnay. Chardonnay, skinny style, style, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, and perfect with oysters. Again, I'm going to keep going back to oysters, uh, but also very versatile throughout a meal. Yeah. You could have a simple creamy pasta would cut through that. Uh, yeah, the acidity is what, what makes that wine alive. And the tension, kind of like a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Enough of that. Uh, and, and we can do that in BC. We have a lot of interesting Chardonnays now that, uh, you know, can, are, are sort of Chablis-like, if I can say that. Well, absolutely. And, I mean, one example that would come to mind is, say, uh, Clos de Soleil, their, their Chardonnay, um, really delicately oak, not super present in the wine, but has that great kind of tension and energy. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, great choice. Uh, well, I know people are sitting around waiting for a red wine. I'm thinking soft, red, luscious. I don't know. Where where, where are you on that? Well, I've got two ideas. One that comes to mind is first Beaujolais. So I like the idea of a light-bodied red, low in tannins, kind of lovely floral notes, which can be almost your replacement for a bouquet. Say you forget mm-hmm. your bouquet of flowers. Well, a bottle of Beaujolais can go pretty far instead. And forget about, say, just Beaujolais Village or Beaujolais Nouveau. Reach for one of the 10 crews in Beaujolais. So yes. Santa Moore would be one example. Uh, supposedly sells one-third of their annual production on Valentine's Day just because of the name, which is a nice little marketing gimmick, I suppose. Fleury is a great one if you like that more floral, elegant style of Beaujolais yep. or something like Morgan or Moulin en Vin if you like a more structured style. But either mm-hmm. way, no matter what bottle of Beaujolais you pick up, you're going to get a pretty fantastic bottle of wine at a really decent price they're never that expensive yeah and would you package that with or would you uh compare that to a bc gamay specifically or not i think so there's a a number of producers uh throughout bc that are doing gamay in a style that is very beaujolais like in style one that Mm -hmm. immediately comes to mind would be orfino again in the similkameen valley they're yeah. uh, gamay, really kind of light, lower in alcohol, but really juicy, sappy fruit uh, that's really enjoyable to enjoy on its own with a light chill. Uh, <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, a lot of great suggestions. Jeff, we don't have hardly any time. What is the biggest thing you've noticed uh, during the pandemic in terms of the way uh, we buy wine or sell wine or treat wine? What would you say is the number one thing with you? Well, the number one thing for me would be people are finally buying wine online. It was a, a hard sell to convince people to buy wine online. You know, we're in an era of Amazon. We're buying everything online. But for some reason, wine was that one thing that we couldn't uh, quite crack. But right. the fact that at the start of the pandemic, all of a sudden, you know, wineries were very aggressive in terms of complimentary shipping offers, promoting their online store. It, it's meant that people now finally have placed that first order and they realize, oh, wait, I can get wine delivered to my door. This is pretty fantastic. And it's not broken either. So I yeah. think all of a sudden, you know, it's that first purchase is what translates into people who are like, okay, I, I can do this. And that would be to me the, the big change is just finally we're getting online sales in a way that we haven't in the past. 
Yeah. Jeff, uh, such a pleasure to talk to you today. Great picks. Uh, we'll get some of those up on our social media for folks, too, with some label shots and uh, so they can enjoy those wines over the, over the next weekend. Uh, always great to chat with you, Jeff. And uh, you know what? You sound like a master of wine. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it means good things. Thanks so much, Jeff. Okay, thanks again. Yeah, Jeffrey Moss, uh, CEO of Lithica Wine Marketing and one of BC's uh, handful of master wines, one of Canada's handful of master wines. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to. Now, up next uh, from the Naramata region is the executive chef and partner of the Naramata Inn, Ned Bell. He's got news with Oceanwise Seafood Festival across British Columbia. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Sell smart, buy with confidence. Whatever your unique real estate situation is, Ryan Duffy is the expert you can count on to make a decision you won't regret. From Kelowna to Assis, Ryan will ensure you have all the information to find a home that fits your budget, family, and lifestyle. With 18 years of experience as a managing broker, brokerage executive, and a multi-year award-winning realtor, you can count on Ryan. It's your choice. Choose wisely. Choose Ryan Duffy for all your Okanagan-based real estate needs. To connect with Ryan, visit southokanaganhomes.ca. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure. Like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit smokingloon.com. Bold. Award-winning. Discover gold. It's a season for big, bold red wines at Gold Hill Winery in Oliver. We've built our reputation on age-worthy Bordeaux-style reds. Join our wine club today and receive a $25 gift along with other fantastic benefits. For more information, go to goldhillwinery.com. Discover gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures, visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries and distilleries and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout-out to listeners on BNN Bloomberg 1410 in Vancouver and all other 19 cities across the province on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Joining us now from the Naramata Inn is a partner and executive chef, Ned Bell. Uh, been a long time. Ned, how are you? Hey, Tony, I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful day up here in Naramata. Yeah, you, you've you done the smartest thing, I think, of anyone I know, getting up there and getting involved in the inn. Let's, before we get to OceanWise and, and uh, Chowder, just give us a thought about your journey to the Naramata Inn. How did, that, how did you get there and what, what, what's it all about? 
Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I do feel very fortunate. Uh, Naramata is a pretty magical place. And I, I was actually born in Penticton, uh, raised in Victoria and Vancouver, but born here in the Okanagan. My family's had a summer home here for about 75 years, I guess. My grandfather oh, wow. uh, ha- has a home in, uh, in Kelowna, actually in a little place called Casaloma. He's since passed away, but uh, my aunt and uncle live there now. And, uh, and so the Okanagan has been a part of my life for 48 years, you know, summered here my whole life. And, uh, I actually met my wife in the Okanagan, Kate Colley, as you know, my lovely wife, uh, we met in the Okanagan. Um, I love to tell the story that we actually met on Terry David Mulligan's porch here in (laughs) Naramata at a party with Jason Priestley and uh, Eric McCormack, uh, a couple of famous guys, famous, famous Canadians. And uh, we married in Naramata, Kate and I. We married at the uh, what used to be called the Apple Door, which is now called the Bench Door, which is a fabulous little B&B here on the bench. And our first son was born here, Max. And, uh, yeah, so we've, you know, we we as a couple have been summering here for the last uh, 13 years. But, um, you know, before that, I, I you know, I, I feel like uh, I feel like a you know, my heart and soul is, has always been in the Okanagan. I, you know, of mm-hmm. course, opened Cabana in Kelowna back in 2008 as well. Yeah. So I've been yeah, trying to get see. back here for a while. My timing is just never that good. You know, 2008, 2009, of course, the global financial crisis, and now 2020 uh, COVID. <laughs> it's just like, holy smokes, what else is coming? Oh, man. Tsunami? Well, it's a great old property, and I think uh, I think you'll find that this year there will be a big uptake in visitors and people in the region and uh, – uh, I mean, there's no reason for the Naramata Inn not to thrive for the next 100 years for sure. Our guest oh, is Ned Bell. You. He's the executive chef and partner in Naramata Inn. Now, we wanted to talk to you today about OceanWise, one of your uh, favorite things, uh, protecting our oceans in the upcoming seafood festival or the ongoing seafood festival. Let's start with that. Uh, we were going to – people may have known about uh, the big chowder chowder chowdown that happened in Vancouver every year. It's morphed. Tell us about what's going to happen this year. Yeah, well, as you know, OceanWise is near and dear to my heart. started in 2005 by the team at the Vancouver Aquarium, Chef Rob, Rob Clark and Mike McDermott. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then became really Canada's leading um, sustainable seafood organization or, or, you know, obviously uh, organization that promotes uh, healthy lakes, oceans and rivers across the country. And so we had a chowder event in Toronto and in Calgary and, of course, the famous one in Vancouver for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, the Vancouver Aquarium was sold last year to uh, to some um, some uh, theme park guys from uh, from the U.S. But OceanWise, uh, as the organization, um, really has stayed true to uh, to its focus on not only uh, national um, a national focus on healthy lakes, oceans and rivers and, you know, uh, marine mammals and and, and plastic uh, challenges and environmental issues that that impact our oceans from coast to coast here but of course globally as well so the chowder event uh really became has become now a a national event mainly because chowder isn't as popular in the middle of the country as it is <laughs> on the coast you know yeah. we love chowder on the east coast and we certainly love chowder on the west coast you know whether it's creamy or tomato based and so now the the whole focus of february being ocean wise month is a really a seafood uh celebration for the month where uh, OceanWise partners from coast to coast will 
put forth their 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 most delicious sustainable seafood recipe and uh, and we'll sort of go head to head in uh, in uh, in a battle i yeah. guess you could say a virtual battle and you know as a past uh, chowder chowdown champion i just couldn't help but uh, put you know my Stick my famous it. chowder forward yeah and uh, for our listeners so if you go to uh, seafoodocean.org uh, festival 2022 you can you can uh, vote on these you have a people's choice award uh, based on the ones that you've tried or the recipes you've tried so let's talk about chowder then ned what what is so special about your chowder how do you make it and can you simplify it for us uh, on the radio well i mean of course you know first of all what makes ours unique uh, now is is a uh, the addition of some delicious Naramata ingredients. You know, we're a yeah. hyper-local, hyper-seasonal food program at the Naramata Inn, and so we really, you know, love to celebrate our farmers um, here in the region. Right. Whether they're, you know, in the glass or on the plate, we we uh, we have some really great dairy producers here in the Okanagan. So the Dutchman Dairy is the milk and cream that we use for our chowder. We have some fantastic uh, potatoes and fennel and corn uh, we, we forage sumac, so we don't use citrus at the Naramata Inn, so we forage sumac from the bench here and use that as a, as a citrusy flavor that garnishes the chowder itself. It's really studded with clams and mussels and scallops and shrimp. Uh, I mean, it's just packed full of, yeah. uh, of tasty things. And, you know, uh, uh, you can get a liter at uh, NaramataInn.com for 30 bucks. $5 goes to... Uh, goes to OceanWise, and we only have 100 liters to sell. And we launched it yesterday, and we've already sold, I think, 30 liters of the 100. So it's, uh, oh, wow. it's a fan <laughs> favorite at the Naramata Inn so far. You know, we've been, yeah. We launched in June of 2020 at the Inn, and it's just been fabulous. I mean, it's been a roller coaster, of course, for all of us. But uh, Chowder's one of our signatures. Wow. So people should get over there this weekend, uh, maybe for Valentine's Day, if you can grab some, it would be kind of nice to have that uh, all ready to go, too. You'd look like a hero. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing nothing that I love more uh, on Valentine's Day than uh, than some sustainable seafood, of course. And yeah, yeah. if you go to NaramataInn.com, you can, you can pre-order uh, a frozen liter of chowder and pick it up whenever you want. Yeah, and then you can vote on it, and uh, maybe we can get a championship up there for you again, Ned. Uh, so what about the inn? Uh, so you got a bunch of rooms now. You're running a hotel and a restaurant. And uh, what are your plans, or how, how do you see it uh, unfolding as part of wine country up there? Well, I'm very fortunate. You know, Kate, my my uh, my bride and my business partner, and of course we have two partners, Paul Hollands and his wife Maria Weisner. So the four of us really have unique skills. Paul's a uh, you know an, an incredibly successful entrepreneur his his wife maria is a designer kate of course pr marketing and brand and then me the food so the four of us have this unique sort of um skill set that really you know we want to bring the best of the okanagan to the world and you know the the wine country is already doing that Uh, you know the incredible wineries here in naramata or the south okanagan or of course across the okanagan are, are internationally recognized now and, but our cuisine, uh, you know, I think has a, a huge opportunity to become seen outside of Canada, but also, of course, within uh, our region as truly world class. And, you know, I I just couldn't be prouder to be back in the Okanagan, to be partnered with some great humans, to be working on this project with our teams. I mean, we have some just some incredible people that work on the team with us. And, 
And yeah. of course, I mean, you know, you would know Emily Walker, our wine director. You know, oh, she's, yeah, she's, she's great. created an unbelievable wine program. You know, our cocktail program is second to none. Our our farmers and our ranchers and our growers and our artisans, our community. Naramata's magical, as you know. And, and as yeah. you said, the inn is 114 years old. It was built in 1908. And I mean... I, you know, did you know where Yonville was before the French Laundry opened, you know, 28 years ago? Probably well, actually, not. Yeah, I actually I mean, did, did, but only because I had a place down there with somebody to, because I needed a place for wine country. But yeah, that's exactly a, a great comparison. Uh, so what, you're, are you closed now? Like, how does it work? You're closed for the month or you're opening soon? What, 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 what can you tell our listeners about uh, opening up? Yeah, well, as you know, the Okanagan is quite seasonal. You know, we really have four seasons here truthfully we don't rain a lot but it gets cold mm-hmm. and so you know january is dark and and the valley cloud sort of settles in and you know luckily yep. we have apex that's a that's a you know 45 minutes away so we can go skiing but i mean penticton is booming and so we're excited for the future of what the the, the shoulders will look like you know we yep. we know that we'll probably only ever have a 10 month a year solid business with you know may june july august september october being the busy season obviously because of summer and sunshine and and all the all the rest tourism etc gosh i can't wait for tourism to come back but we're closed february or january february we'll reopen in march and uh and you know i'm predicting we'll have an incredible year we're really hoping to have an incredible year we haven't had a regular week let alone a regular month let alone a regular year since we bought the place and you know we're the future is bright i'm an optimist you know kate and and i are excited we have you know lots of plans to turn naramata the village into something well not to turn it into but to to enhance the the village into what it truly deserves to be which is a a, a magical little place full of complimentary businesses bakeries and coffee shops and more rooms and things so you know maybe next year we'll open in february but this year we're going to open in march and if people want go to naramatain.com we don't have very many rooms we only have 12 and you know 2500 room nights a year they go fast so i tell people to book now ned uh such a pleasure to catch up with you uh we wish you luck in the chowder competition uh naramatain.com drop by and pick up some chowder you can also uh vote for it online uh and the inn will open in march 1st and we'll be up to try the the wine list as soon as we can uh thanks so much for joining us today thanks tony it's actually march 16th we open but yes thank march you. 16th perfect thanks See so much ned now. Yep, Have Ned Bell. He's, yeah, I will. Thank you, Ned Bell, executive chef and partner, Naramata Inn, was our guest. Lots going on there with uh, Chowder, the new inn, uh, the rooms, the food. Uh, check it out, folks. You won't be disappointed. Up next, uh, still with food, this time grocery, Steve Moriarty. He's the director of wines, Wines of BC at Save On Foods. And we'll talk about some of the trends that he's seen in grocery stores over the pandemic. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. 
Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as $399,000. Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to farm-to-table cuisine. Enjoy a delectable menu in a gorgeous restaurant where casual meets elegant. Sip and savor refreshingly delicious wines overlooking panoramic vineyard views. Reserve today at unsworthvineyards.com. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, BC. We are back. Our next guest is Steve Moriarty, director of Wines, Wines of BC at Save On Foods. Steve, good to have you back. How are you? Excellent to be back. Uh, thank you, Tony. It's been a while, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk, to you, talk, to you, talk with you again. Yeah, it has been a while, and uh, I've been sort of polling uh, retailers in all different sectors. Of course, you're in the grocery sector about uh, any sort of emerging trends that they're seeing with their customers. What can you tell us about Save On Food wine buyers uh, at the moment? Well, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting, you know, since the beginning of COVID and the, the evolution where we are today, one of the biggest biggest things that we've noticed is, is the, the categories or the varietals and red wines have come, you know, the last, I would say the last about 18 months, they've been kind of sitting on the sidelines watching uh, rosé and blended white wines play with the ball. And uh, one thing we noticed was the end of last summer is that red wines came come roaring back with, uh, with as much or more emphasis than they've ever had in our business. And, you know, Pinot Noirs, Merlots are, if they got anything blended around that right now, are really, really exciting in our business. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I'm also interested in how people are buying in terms of, like, do people go in the store and just buy wine and then leave? Or are people shopping for food and buying wine? Or, like, what what is the breakdown on that? Well, that's, that's a, a real no-brainer for us. It's because... The majority, virtually every customer that purchases wine from us purchases groceries in some some aspects. It's a very very limited amount of consumers who don't pick up some groceries uh, when when they when they're in purchasing wine, and it's rather significant actually when it, when it all adds up. So it tells us that the consumer that we have in our stores is is more than just convenient. It is now becoming a real opportunity to help us grow BC wines. Yeah. 
uh, I, also from my point of view, I, I, I think it's the way that I always viewed grocery stores. Like, why wouldn't people go in and, uh, you know, buy a chicken and a bottle of wine? Like, it just doesn't make any sense not to do that. And all of the, you know, the anti-wine stuff that went on for so many decades about that, it's just nuts. So it's it's great to see uh, some normality now in retail with people buying food and wine. Uh, it's got to be satisfying. Well, I think that we've, as, as, a, as a grocery retailer, we've shown, that, you know, over the last seven years that retailing responsibly in the, in the aspect, of especially just BC wines, is, is that we've shown that the consumer is really interested in that component of their shopping. And we, we see that this is just an evolution we see, and we see it uh, growing and continue to grow as the consumer becomes more and more comfortable. And uh, I don't want to say just comfortable with BC wines, but becoming to expect a certain expectation from British Columbia wine. Yeah. Steve Morardi is the director of wines and wines of BC at Save on Foods. Steve, uh, we use the wine name, but uh, what about other, you, you were selling ciders, you had wines in cans, fruit wines. How, how are these uh, evolving in the store as well? Well, it's been quite a change for those three categories in the last year, especially ciders, uh, locally grown and produced ciders, British Columbia ciders right now are, are exploding in growth. And it's all about the flavors. It's all about this, these new uh, flavors. They've got some exotic flavors. You know, we, we, we see a lot of tropical infusion in ciders now, mm-hmm. in as well as the, the decades-old growth of, of our, what we call the, the mainstay, which is apple ciders. So that's, that's interesting to watch these new, uh, new flavors and varieties yeah. come, come to life in that. And I'll comment quickly on wine in a can. I have to be honest, uh, wine in a can, I was kind of skeptical at first, but, you know, <laughs> the winemakers have figured out how to put bottled wines in cans in the last year, and I would say the majority of the wines that we sell today, it's hard to sit down and and tell that this, this wine is in a can and, and that much different from an everyday bottle of wine. And fruit wine, another yeah. big change is, is that over the last couple of years, we've seen a transition away from what I would call the traditional fruit bomb of sugar mm-hmm. and sweetness to more, to more of a, of a bit of an alignment that would come from what I would call a more of a day-to-day wine drinker might expect uh, in a hybrid between fruit and uh, grape wine. Yeah. I don't know if you can answer this off the top of your head, but if, if we looked at a wine buyer in your store, is it more women, more men, uh, older, younger? How would you describe the actual wine buyer? Well, we actually know that right down to the age group is women between the ages of 36 and 54 make up the biggest portion <laughs> of the, the consumption of wine in our stores. And, wow. and wow. Uh, we try our best to cater to that, that category, but not, not, not at, the, uh, at the sake of uh, looking after everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to move on to some wines and maybe we can combine it. Let's start at the high end. What do you, what are you seeing? Uh, like you have a, a legacy, uh, set up in the store for high end wines. Are people gravitating that way? Um, well, I'm, I'm on a positive note. Um, while, you know, through the whole COVID uh, evolution, we saw a, kind of a restructuring as people got more comfort food oriented and maybe not yeah. as, as, as exploratory, but, this last uh, six eight months, we have seen uh, growth in uh, in prices in what we'd call in our premium legacy component, which is wines over a hundred dollars. Uh, we've seen that, that at an all time high since we first got into the business, and it's is really encouraging. Is is that this is giving significant exposure to some of the great wines that are made in you know just in our local BC wineries. 
Yeah. So you have a legacy case. Is that in the same section, or how, how do people find these wines when they're shopping? Uh, the legacy case is generally uh, the, big, the big part of the department that's behind glass, and uh, I don't say it's locked up, but it's there to highlight and showcase those particular SKUs, and they're in generally right in the middle of the department, every department we have. Right. How about a wine? Can you give us a pick from there that to Oh, uh, i got to be honest. Uh, uh, a wine came out last uh, summer, came out from Bill Louie at uh, One Faith. Uh, we, it's called The Executive. That has been a runaway with us. It's priced around seventy dollars. Wow. Um, quite honestly, at Christmas time, it was in our top twenty-five, and that is seldom, seldom, if ever, uh, happens in, in our business. And uh, to see a wine of that value make its way into our bestseller list, um, just for even though it's just at Christmas time, that is a significant indicator that. Yeah, that's our industry, the B, what I call the BC wine industry, is hitting certain milestones that, that is really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. I thought I'd ask you for a couple of picks maybe there if there was anything that you were uh, thinking about. Uh, I've been sort of scrolling through the list. Any suggestions for uh, the big V-Day? Well, you know, when I, when I look around our department again, you got we have so many uh, great wines and I, I was asked the other day by somebody in our company, could I go out and pick a favorite? And then I went one the, back to the old thing about our children. But we've got some got some wines, you know, that have really, really grown in popularity lately. And and when we look at, I've already made reference to the wines that we get from One Faith. Um, I've just seen a tremendous growth there. And those are all wines that are more what I would call more developed than than, than entry level type wineries. And just about everything in that category just 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 jumps up off the page at us. And mm. and there, there's some other wines that have come to be. When I look at our old standbys, uh, you know, even if I looked at Grey Monk or uh, some of those types of wines, yeah. I've seen a resurgence around that. I would I would call the legacy of those wines and. I find myself every now and then even resetting myself and going back to the to the old favorites. And, and when I get to that point, well, I'm, it's it's every man for himself on the on yeah. the shelf. Well, Great Monk Odyssey, really high quality sparkling wine. Uh, people would be you, you serve that wine blind to people, and they they're amazed by the quality. So I would suggest that uh, the white and the rosé are available. They're all under thirty dollars. I think in the twenty seven, twenty eight dollar range. Uh, and you also sell. You've got something called Evolve Cellars Urban Fair Signature Rosé. What? I'm confused. Is that is that the name of the wine too? Urban Fair Signature Rosé. Well, we have a, a great relationship with Evolve Cellars, and they've gone out of their way to make a, a what we call an Urban Fair Signature wine. Okay. And we have our Urban Fair restaurants, and uh, it's featured in all of those restaurants. In fact, it's become so popular now that we are also selling it in our our wines at British Columbia stores, and it's uh, it's it's just I would say a one step up from from what everybody would normally expect from that. But that signature rosé um, on the in the rosé market has really captured the imagination and the attention of, of our of our consumers. And quite a, quite candidly, you know, it, I think it's 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 a premium premium rosé for a not just quite so premium price. Yeah. Steve, uh, well, we're out of time. That was quick, but we got a lot in. Uh, great to catch up with you today, and to uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more and more about Save On Foods as uh, everything rolls along. We're hoping for a, uh, a better year this year, or uh, as I say, the new normal. I hope it will arrive shortly. 
Yes, we all do. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're very welcome. Our guest was Steve Moriarty. He's the director of Wines, uh, Wines of BC at Save On Foods. And, folks, that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to our technical producer here in Vancouver, Darren Reagan, who missed his holiday to Ireland. Uh, we're going to have to get him uh, back there sometime over the springtime, which is always a good time to be in Ireland. Uh, in the meantime, our broadcast is available weekly on the radio or on demand across all of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, you name it, we're on it. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. Have a great day. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi.